The Spur of the Moment podcast is proudly presented by Shane Daigie, Realtor of Always Here Properties. Selling your home, buying your home, first-time buyers, investors, and seasoned home buyers. Call or text 512-540-1626, and I'll be glad to help with all of your real estate needs. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Spur of the Moment podcast. I'm your host, Shane Daigie. And I'm your co-host, Drew Daigie. Welcome to episode 150, a big number right there. Yeah, the sesquicentennial is the number 150. And we're going to recap the April 8th game in Austin against the Minnesota Timberwolves fighting for their playoff positioning and the San Antonio Spurs fighting for their lottery positioning. And there were a ton of points scored in this one. The final score was Minnesota 151 in your San Antonio Spurs playing in Austin 131. That drops the uh, Timberwolves record. Or sorry, drops. That improves the Timberwolves record of 41 and 40 overall. Drops the Spurs to 22 and uh, 59. Sorry, 21 and 60. So, Drew, what were your thoughts about this game in Austin? Yeah, I thought this was a pretty good game with lots of offense. You know what I mean? The Timberwolves put up a season-high 151 points, and the Spurs tried to hang there as best as they could, but they couldn't. But the Spurs had every single starter in double figures, including Blake Wesley off the bench. So, a not a bad line there. We shot... 52% from the field while the T will shot 55, and we shot 44% from three while the T will shot 55. The T was made 24 three pointers, which I'm sure is one of their best three point shooting games this year. So a great game, just lost, but a lot of offense. A lot of offense. All right, so we're going to hear from uh, a guy that's really been coming on as of late in the season, called up from Austin earlier in the year, but Julian Champagne. So let's pop this bottle of Champagne. Uh, yeah, for sure. I mean, there's only one way, to, one way to really learn the game and play the game of NBA basketball. You guys just be thrown out there and just play. So I think that's what they've been giving me, and I'm just taking it day by day. You make it this week in Austin. Want to come back here again? Look forward to that? Uh, yeah, I mean, it's pretty lively. You know, obviously San Antonio is lively too, but the rain is nice. The people are great. Um, we'll go where the fans are at, honestly. So, yeah. I'm impressed with how impressed are you with the Spurs kind of footprint in obviously San Antonio come here and there's so many fans as well. How much are you able to see that brand just all over Central Texas? I mean, it's pretty cool, honestly. You know, I mean, this is my second NBA team that I've been on and the first time I've really been with an NBA squad outside the G League. So coming here and seeing how many fans they actually really have is, is, is pretty amazing. All right. So a lot of love from uh, Julian Champagne about Spurs Nation. So that was him. Now it's time for our Tankathon segment. This is where we do a mock lottery just to see where the Spurs might land and which pick they might land with. So let's roll tonight. Ooh, Ooh and tonight we fall to number six. But this number six is a little different on this one than I've normally seen. Drew, if we're at the number six pick, who do you think we're going to get? Yeah, the number six pick, I don't think it changed. Their website changed. But I think it stays at Jairus Walker. I don't know what changed. Maybe it's a better fit for Detroit to get Jairus Walker because they already have guards. But I think we take Jairus Walker at the pick number six. 
But there is a coin flip between the Spurs and Rockets. Do you want to talk about that? Yeah, so, well, I mean, we'll have to see how the last game is when the Spurs play the Mavericks to see if there is a coin flip. But if we finish with the same record, we'll go over that. Uh, for me, if we're in the sixth pick, you know, this this mock draft is actually showing Amon Thompson, and I don't think that's going to be correct. I think it's going to be Osser Thompson, and that's who I think the Spurs would go with if that were the sixth pick. But he dropped all the way from number three earlier in the year to number six. I would love if Amon Thompson fell there, but I don't see it happening. All right, now it's time for our top two, bottom two from the Minnesota game. Drew, who are your top two? Yeah, there was a lot of options to choose from. We had 10 guys in double figures. But my number one on the top two list, Mr. Trey Jones, an outstanding game from him. Another triple-double. He deserves a starting lineup, unless we get Scoot Henderson. But his stat line was 21 points, 10 rebounds, 12 assists, and he shot 9 of 14 from the field and 1 of 3 from the three-point range in 32 minutes. Really showing up. No Keldon, no Devin, no Sohan, and proving why he could lead a team. So he's my number one on the top two list. My second on the top two list, maybe he's not the most deserving, but I called him to be my player of the game. So I'm going to go with Blake Wesley, who put up 14 points, five rebounds, four assists, two steals, a block, and shot six of nine from the field and two of two from the three-point line in 35 out, 34 outstanding minutes. So let's hear who you have on that top two list. Yeah, and I've got to say on Blake Wesley, I was kind of ripping on him in the previous episode, so it was nice to see him put together a really solid game, and so I liked him as your uh, top two selection. I went a different route. Is My man, Julian Champagne, Coming on with 24 points, 5 of 9 three-point shooting. He also had four rebounds, but I really, really like his work he's been doing, and he's carving out a niche. He got the start, and he put up some big numbers. My number two was uh, another guy that I'm partial to. I like Keita Bates-Diop. If you've heard this show before, I, I like him. He's a quiet assassin, a role player, and just a great attitude guy. But he finished out with 22 points, knocked down a couple threes, and even had five assists, so great night for Keita Bates-Diop. Now it's time for the bottom two. Drew, who are your bottom two? Yeah, kind of a tough one. We only ran a nine-man rotation, missing a lot of guys. But for my number one on the bottom two, I went with Gorgie Jing in this one. Just eight points, not a great shooting night. Three of eight from the field with two turnovers, so he makes it on the number one. My second will be Romeo Langford. Only one made shot in 19 minutes with five points and a turnover. So he is my number two on the bottom two. All right, so I had uh, Romeo Langford as my number one. Uh, Romeo is kind of fading a little bit in my my eyes, just from he had his peak in the middle of the season. I felt like, and then it's just kind of gone downhill. And I know he's probably banged up a little bit, but but he was number one on my bottom two, and then my number two on the bottom two. I had uh, Dominic Barlow for no other reason than it was difficult with all the points that were scored and all the offense that was put out. So Dominic Barlow would have been uh, my number two. All right, now it's time for the question of the day. Remember, you can always text your questions to 512-540-1626. Tonight's question comes from Donald in Flatonia, Texas. Donald's question is, keep one, cut one, send one to G League. The three players that he's asking about is Sandro Mamukelishvili, Blake Wesley, or Julian Champagne. So, Drew, I'm going to turn that one over to you. Holy crap. <laughs> 
for some teams, this might be an easy choice, but with a rebuilding team like us, it is a very tough question. But I think we'd have to keep Julian Champagne here. That might be a hot take to some of y'all, but I think he's the best shooter out of that group, and he showed a lot of upside to be a quality um, man that will come off the bench here occasionally. So I think we would keep him to send to the G League. I think we need to get Blake Wesley some more minutes in the G League. I'm not going to give up on him, so I'd send him to the G League. And sadly, I'm going to have to cut Mamu Kelashvili. Let's hear who you have. Woo, that is a interesting take, and that's a great question, really. Yeah, that is. For me, um, I'm actually going to keep Sandro Mamu Kelashvili. Uh, he's the one I'm going to keep up with the... Uh, the big boy, just because I like his passing. He does a lot of things for a big man, and uh, I think he provides a lot to the Spurs for the depth that they need. So he's going to be my keep one. My cut one is maybe going to be a surprising one, but it's going to be uh, Julian Champagne, and I like him a lot. Uh, but if we have to, if it's push comes to shove, you got to make tough decisions sometimes, and he would be the one I cut. And I kind of rely on your reason what you said about Blake Wesley too just more time in the G League slow his game down a little bit maybe start making a little more layups and shots around the paint because he's really struggled in that aspect and just letting him develop a little bit more he's still young and I don't want to give up on him so great question tonight Donald I like that that was a challenging one all right now it's time for this day in Spurs history Drew what do you have for us Yes, I really like this day in Spurs history. We're going to head back to April 8th, 2015, where the Rockets faced the Spurs in a very close matchup. This was back when this was a battle for the best team in Texas. The Spurs were 52-26 and 25, 52 and 26 coming into this game, and the Rockets were 53-24. and 24. So a very even matchup, but the Spurs ended up getting the win 110-98. Leading scorer in this match was Tony Parker, who put up 27 points, 4 assists. We had Kawhi Leonard, who had 20 points, 3 rebounds, 2 assists. Good player, good defense. He'll win the finals. No, I'm just kidding. But uh, we also had Boris Diaw, who had 15 points, 9 rebounds. We had Manu Ginobili, who had 13 points, and that is it for this day in Spurs history. What are your thoughts on this game? Oh, great times. Great times, and uh, the the Kawhi Leonard, uh, I'm still not over it. But my, nice to hear about all the other guys. We Parker. might not be here if it wasn't for him. Well, yeah, I agree. The the dynasty would have rolled on. He's, he's the speed bump in it. But anyway, that's a good this day in Spurs history. Thanks for that, Drew. And the last... Preview of the upcoming game in the 2023 season. Who do the Spurs have next? And what can you tell us about them? Yeah, so the next opponent for the Dallas Mavericks. I mean, the next opponent for the San Antonio Spurs is going to be the Dallas Mavericks. Sorry. But the Dallas Mavericks came off with a very disappointing loss to the Chicago Bulls, which eliminated them from the playoff picture, which really affects this game a lot. They most likely won't play their their best players. They probably won't play Kyrie Irving or Luka Doncic. So I think that changes a lot. But they do have Davis Bertans, Morris, Justin Holiday, but not what they could be. So what are your thoughts? Yeah, I think the Mavericks really are an intriguing team this year. They tried to trade up. They tried to make the playoffs. 
the experiment predictably didn't work. Anytime Kyrie goes, things just don't happen that way. But uh, anyway, yeah, so that's the uh, the Mavericks, and I think it's going to be a toothless dog fight in this one. Two teams battling and, uh, you know, kind of you take the ball, you take the ball, but it should be an entertaining game, I think. And I think we got a got an opportunity on our hands because really, win or lose, it really doesn't matter for the Spurs lottery odds right now. So, uh, except for the coin flip, which we'll get to next episode. But uh, anyway, um, yeah, my player to go off. I'm actually going to go with Malachi Branham, a really solid rookie year, and I think he wraps it up with a good one. And I'm actually calling for the Spurs to win this one. The Mavericks has beat us all three times with uh, Luka Doncic. I think we're going to beat the Mavericks by six. And uh, I think we're going to close out the season with a with a win and uh, start locking into lottery and draft in the next month after that one. Drew, what's your uh, prediction and player to go off? Yeah, so I'm going to go with the guy that I talked about a little bit in this episode. I'm going to go with Champagne. has a really good form on that three-point shot. I think he's going to have a good game against the Dallas Mavericks. And my prediction for this game, I think the Mavericks young players are going to get the edge by three points in a very Ooh. close game. But I hope it doesn't happen. I hope we ended on a good note. Yes, sir. So that is going to be the last game of the 2022-2023 season. We'll be back on the Spur of the Moment episode to recap and go over it and kind of take you into the offseason. Our episodes will dial down a little bit, um, but we're still going to give you content. Uh, preparing for the draft, which is a very... I One might say this is the most pivotal draft for the San Antonio Spurs franchise in about 25 years. So going to be a big day for the franchise. So we're going to keep you updated and do some previews and do some scouting reports and some opinion-based stuff. But uh, first, got to get this Mavericks game in the books. Thanks for joining the Spur of the Moment podcast. Drew, would you take us home, please? Yes. Thank you, everybody, for listening. And as always, go Spurs, go!